everybody, and welcome to the Makers in Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And one of my favorite parts about this program, because I've been doing it for three years, is talking to people that I originally talked to about a year, two years ago now, depending on when they are in the cycle. I'm here today with Angie Gustafson from Gustola Granola. And Angie, you were episode 54 in year number one. We're now in year number three, episode 16, and I think I've had like 140 episodes. So a lot has transpired. So when we first talked to you, you were just kind of getting off of the farmer's market scene and kind of more into the retail side of things. You weren't available yet on Amazon. And a lot has changed for you. So catch us up on where you guys are at. Well, we're two and a half years later. So and I'm still learning um, every day and doing what I love to do. So I, yeah, a lot has changed. We still have four flavors and we're still in about the same number of stores that we were when we last talked. So we're still mostly Minnesota and um, so much has happened. I mean, we are, you know, on Amazon, like you mentioned now, and we have a more robust website. We're selling a lot off of our website. And we've really, I've really worked in the last two and a half years to position this company to really be able to expand outside of Minnesota and into the Midwest and beyond. Yeah. And when you say that you're ready to do that, like what has to happen? Do you need a different broker? Is it a different co-packer? Is it just a sales force? Yeah, I think it's a lot of things. For me, it was making sure that we had a really excellent manufacturing setup, right? To continue, because oh, with our product, we're a premium granola company and quality is everything. And not only do you need to have that quality, but you need to have that ability to produce more and more when demand comes in, right? And so I found a manufacturer um, that can uh, that is creating a really or baking a really create uh, high quality granola and can scale with us. Mm -hmm. And, and then, yeah, go ahead. Well, was that hard to find? Because I imagine it would be. It is super hard to find, and I'm sure you've. I, I know this has been mentioned in some of your other podcasts too. You know, manufacturing help is really difficult, especially for smaller emerging brands. Because as with everything in this industry, it's, it's scale and efficiency. And so the more you're producing, the, you know, those are the types of companies that, that co-packers or manufacturers want. And when you're at these, you know, emerging, um, quantities, it can be, it can be a challenge, but we did find, um, a, a company that has a lot of cereal and granola knowledge. And so that's, that'll be key for us. One thing, too, that I remember you telling me, and I really am a fan of your granola, and this is probably why, is it's important to you as a premium to have like bigger clusters and not just kind of what I call the granola dust, where, you know, it's just kind of this dusty, dry, bottom of the bag type of feeling all the way through the bag. We certainly are trying to avoid the dustiness. Um, we are one thing that really differentiates us, I think, is just visually when you look through the window of the bag, you can see the whole oats intact. 
Um, and that's a plus and a minus. The minus is, you know, like you said, you love the clusters. I love the clusters. When I make the same recipe that, you know, you're eating out of our bags, I make in my own home kitchen still, you know, for our, my family. I love those big clusters. And what happens is when you leave the, the oats intact and whole, there isn't a lot to bind it together and keep it bound. And so when it goes into boxes and up on the pallets and into trucks and bumping across state lines and, you know, and, and then gets shoved on grocery store shelves, some of those clusters, you know, just inevitably are going to break down. And so, you know, we're not as clustery as I would like us to be, but that's just, I've had to let that piece go. That was yeah. something that, you know, we had those at the farmer's market. And now that there's more transportation involved and, and handling, you know, they break down a bit. And I think too, that there's a lesson in that just about change and evolution and that you're giving up certain things to get certain other things, I guess. For certain. Tell me about moving to Amazon and did you do that by yourself or did you hire someone to help you? Because that's a real challenge for a lot of people. But once they make the move, they're so glad they did. It's a super challenge. I, you know, I still, it's not a money-making venture for my business at all. And and I think, again, as with everything in, in CPG, consumer packaged goods, in food, it's it's a volume and a scale issue. And so, you know, once we're shipping multiple pallets to Amazon, I would think, you know, it will, the numbers will look better, but there's such a, yeah, it's a whole different ballgame compared to, you know, the retail channel or even doing it off your own website. So I certainly got help. I got help by um, some local, uh, a local entity to, to get us on to Amazon. And then I have some consultants that are out of state that are helping me with uh, driving sales. But it's just, you know, the number of eyeballs that can land on your brand on Amazon is just, you know, something that you can't um, not take advantage of, I think, no matter what it costs. So it kind of becomes a marketing expense or that's what it is for me right now. Yeah. Do you mind saying who you use locally to help you get on to Amazon? Nearest you, Ryan Furness. Okay. And so he helped, uh, yes, helped us get set up on Amazon, did an amazing job. Um, and then I'm working with, you know, and then I don't think he does a lot of, you know, consulting with companies beyond that because yep. he's, he's dabbling in a lot of different projects always. So that's the, he, we interviewed him a long time, probably two years ago, and he was working on locator maps and, but I know he's done a good job with helping some folks find Amazon as an outlet. So that's great. Um, as you grow, so then you have to have search engine optimization, and then you have to have someone that knows how to um, market with key terms and keywords, right? Because that's how you grow your Amazon base. Yeah, it's super difficult. And, you know, there's all kinds of things that you learn, right? But obviously, there are a lot of granola brands. You think there are a lot of granolas in, you know, in the grocery stores. Um, if you do a search on Amazon, it's just, it's unbelievable how many brands are out there. There's so much competition. And the biggest of the big companies are, you know, paying for those keywords, especially granola, right? And that's in our title. So that actually, you know, that's in our brand name, Gustola Granola. So it actually kind of works against us because we have all this money being bid on, you know, they're, they're yeah. playing away <laughs> the search from our name. Um, but we're getting there. You know, there, there's tricks for certain. And, and, and absolutely, I need to, to outsource some help on that. Yeah, because nobody, I mean, we did a lot of internet marketing when I had my business and you can try terms and you just, it's a full-time job almost to know how to optimize everything. And yeah, I just felt like that was really overwhelming for me. So I can't even imagine. 
it's pretty fascinating. Well, it's even like social media, how, how tricky that is. You know, that is, that's your thing. That is something that you love and are good at. And, you know, it's not something that I love and that I'm good at. And again, you know, that was something else that, um, you know, I've, I've outsourced a bit. And so it's just, you know, when you, it's still me for the most part, I don't make the product and I don't put it on the shelves. The distributors do that, but you know, I, I pretty much coordinate everything. Um, and, you can't be an expert at everything. You, there aren't enough hours in the day to handle it all. So we're just lucky to have such a robust, um, you know, food, other food makers and, and network here and just a lot of a lot of professionals that support different areas. Are you looking forward to getting back into the grocery store scene with sampling or do you feel like that will ever come back? You know, that's such an interesting question. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a long time out. Um, you know, actually this hit right at one really big thing. So for, for two years, I was really focused on operations, right? So the manufacturing of our product and sourcing ingredients and things like that. And then 2020, I hit earmarked as this is the year that we are going to step on the gas and expand our distribution. Not a good year to try and do that in, right? Because everything just came to a screeching halt once COVID hit in terms of, you know, buyers are not looking to bring on new brands. So we, we did just fine. Um, well, in fact, in existing doors that we were already in, but I'm um, trying to get new business and new retailers was really difficult. So I'm hoping that that's going to gradually open up, but in terms of, you know, sampling and um, I think that's going to be a long time coming. Yeah. Um, and I also what I was going to say is I, you know, was all geared up to go to Expo West. Um, and I'm sure that's been mentioned on some of your podcasts. It's it's basically the largest natural foods trade show, I think, in the world. Um, and I was going to be an exhibitor. I've attended uh, one other time just to kind of scope it out. But I was going to be an exhibitor and they literally pulled pulled the rug out on that like a day before it was supposed to start. So it was right in early March. Um, so, you know, we kind of missed that opportunity. And but, you know, you just you look into other avenues, whether it's, you know, e-commerce. and Are they doing an Expo West this year? I had heard they were going to. This was a couple of months ago that they were rescheduling, pushing it off to May that, you know, that's not going to happen. And so, yeah, no, I haven't seen any dates. I haven't seen any emails or anything. I just okay. I would be surprised. And in fact, you know, it was just. You talk about demos in a grocery store. Have you been there, Stephanie, to Expo West? Yes. It's, yeah, I it, right? Massive. It's just sampling everywhere. I can't imagine a more, um, yeah, uh, not not a good time to be doing that. No, and I think everybody was feeling really bullish about um, the year, kind of, as we rounded the corner. And then there's just been such a lag with, the vaccine still. And ugh, I just, it's going to take longer. I think so. I, I really hope that, but there are a lot of pluses for us, right? Because I, I think this COVID brought, you know, people are spending a lot more time, you know, outdoors and being more active and needing good, healthy fuel for that, which our product does. Um, they have more time at home. They're spending more time eating breakfast. Um, they care about what's going into their bodies. So, you know, we offer that taste and we offer the, you know, the health attributes and, you know, the hopefully just make people smile. The packaging is fun. Um, so you know, there's, there's pluses for us. And I, and I do think the grocery stores are recognizing that, you know, it's time to start bringing in, you know, looking at brands again and, and trying new products and freshening up their, their assortments. Well, way to find the silver lining. What else can we do? 
It's so yeah. true. All right, Angela, thanks for checking in with us. And we'll keep our eye on Gastola Granola. We can, again, find it on Amazon or I know you're in Kowalski's. Are you also in hy We are, you know, we just really quick. I, let me give a shout out to, you know, Linden Hills Co-op was the first co-op that we, that we were ever in. And, and then it was the wedge in stores like Oxendale's and Grassroots Gourmet and the Midtown Global Market, right? All those local, you know, that are really great about supporting local. And then Kowalski's, an excellent, um, they really walked the talk. And then hy rolled into town and I worked at a hy in high school. So I was like, I had to get on the shelf there. So we've been in all the Hy-Vee's where a lot of the Cubs, Jerry's, just Coburn's, most of, we're all kind of, you can find us in a lot of places all over the state. So give us a yeah. try. And, and thanks for the support, Stephanie. Yeah. And it does matter, um, folks caring and buying local. It matters more than ever. And a lot of the makers have said that's the reason that they were able to sustain through this year. So thank you for shouting out good stores that promote. Oh, and Stephanie, one more. We're also Target. Okay. So in, we are approved for Target stores. We're in a, just a, a few right now. So if uh, for those fans of Gastola Granola out there, if you want to tell the, the local customer service to carry us, that would be wonderful. Yeah, we're approved and that to go does in help too. Flex display space. So. All right. Thank Thanks, you so Stephanie. Much. Okay. Well, Talk to take you care. Soon.